Welcome to the fourth branch program. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Welcome to the fourth French program, the place for common sense. Uh, today is Saturday, May 16, 2020. My name is Mike Duchesne, which can only mean one thing. You are watching the only program which discusses politics, social issues through the prism of common sense. Today we try to put a wrap on the terror case uh, allegation against Joe Biden. We will show you what uh, transpires, what's right, what's wrong. We will also tell you a bombshell by uh, Joe Biden in regards uh, to those allegations and uh, we'll take a much, much detailed look at what Tara Reid has accused Joe Biden of. Usually we don't pay close attention to those type of issues, well at least we don't discuss them. But in light of the fact, let's take a quick look first. There's mourning in America. Today, more than 60,000 Americans have died from a deadly virus Donald Trump ignored. With the economy in shambles, more than 26 million Americans are out of work. The worst economy in decades. Trump bailed out Wall Street, but not Main Street. This afternoon, millions of Americans will apply for unemployment. And with their savings run out, many are giving up hope. Millions worry that a loved one won't survive COVID-19. There's mourning in America. And under the leadership of Donald Trump, our country is weaker and sicker and poorer. And now, Americans are asking, if we have another four years like this, will there even be an America? Once again, welcome to the fourth French program. If you've been here before, we do thank you for making this journey more bearable. If you join us for the first time, once again, welcome to the fourth French program. As I mentioned earlier, we will be taking a closer look at the allegation by terrorism in regards to Joe Biden. It is important because, as I mentioned, it is an election season. Usually, those type of allegations would be left for the people, the concerned party, to hash out the detail and find out who is right, who is wrong. It is a very important topic. But the 2020 presidential election as a backdrop to these allegations, it is not uh, unusual for people of either political party to try to score points over 
the other side. Now, that doesn't mean the accusation, the allegations are false. It simply means that individuals who know that some aspect of some scandal would lend a hand to the other political party may try to take advantage of that. Now, does Tyreed allegation fall into that category? We'll find that out in just a moment. But we will also discuss uh, a, what we consider a bombshell by Joe Biden uh, in regard to those allegations as well. Because in the midst of, it, uh, of an election, a presidential election where Democrats are eager to get rid of Donald Trump, even Republicans who are patriot, Republicans who are concerned about the direction of the country, they too are lending a hand in order to get rid of Donald Trump. So needless to tell you, a bombshell such as the one dropped by Joe Biden has to attract people's attention. Here at the Fall French, we are very concerned about the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. In 2016, Donald Trump managed to con millions of people in the Republican Party to vote for him because he had the answer to everything that to every ill of our society. Now, those individuals who voted Donald Trump in office may, may have believed him. We doubt that, but they may have believed it because they went to the poll and voting in office an individual they knew ahead of time is a liar. They knew ahead of time is a fraud. They knew ahead of time is a depraved individual, and yet they still went to the poll and voted that individual in office. Now, at first, a lot of people gave the benefit of the doubt and hoped that Donald Trump, the individual who campaigned for the office of the presidency, would be an individual different from the one who occupied the Oval Office. In fact, those individuals were right, except that they were expecting a better version of Donald Trump. They were expecting an individual who take their job seriously. They were expecting an individual who would run the country in such a way that shows he cares. Instead, as of date, as the ex uh, since the existence of the republic, there has never been a single administration that is as corrupt as the Donald Trump administration. There has not been a single organ uh, administration that has been as incompetent as the Donald Trump administration. And there has not been any individual who occupied the Oval Office who has been so consumed over his own image so consumed over what's good for him instead of what's good for the United States of America. As such, it is necessary that we as a nation decide to get rid of Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election. If we don't do that, as you just saw in the ad, we don't know if there is going to be a country to live for our children, for our grandchildren. In 2016, I wrote, 
Donald Trump is not worth the sacrifice of our nation. It proved true then, and it is true now. So the terrorist allegation, which threatened the Joe Biden candidacy, ought to be examined closer, much, much closer. in order to set the record straight. So stick with me as we plunge into the analysis of those allegations. Hopefully. Make sense of the noise. Talking points here, sound bites there, chaos, confusion, partisanship, lawmakers with no concern for our constitution, deception, corruption running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Join me every day for our regular program air at 10:30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook. Twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you then. Before we tackle this important topic, we will provide, as we started yesterday, a short illustration of the allegation uh, lodged by Tara Reid in regards to her interaction with Joe Biden. But before we do that, we will take a quick look at the state of affairs in terms of the spread of the coronavirus. Since uh, the coronavirus has been uh, spreading across the world and uh, here in the United States the number has been in the increase now this is a snapshot that was taken earlier and as per the latest snapshot it looks like we are much closer to 88,000 uh, casualties meaning people who have lost their lives and as you can see the United States has already surpassed the 1.4 million threshold. The world as a whole has already surpassed the 4 million uh, 
infection uh, uh, threshold. And as far as the total number of casualties in the world, it's approaching 310,000. It looks almost as if the coronavirus, in contrast to its uh, uh, to the previous uh, to previous similar viruses such as SARS, Ebola, or MERS, the coronavirus seems to be going almost like a, a fast-moving trend that slows down and then picks up speed and at this point no one knows exactly where the numbers will end up in terms of number of infection and number of casualties history reported us that in 1918 more than 50 million people lost their lives that didn't happen in one day that didn't happen in a few weeks or in a couple of months it took time for that to happen and we start wondering as to if we cannot get a virus soon in order to counter the spread of the virus with especially here in the united states with the type of government that we have leading the country the question is how many more people will lose their lives before the end of the virus by now it should be familiar uh, conversation to to most of us that donald trump has been looking forward to quote reopen the economy and uh, that is despite the fact that we have been watching an increase in the number of infection despite the fact that we are uh, in comparison to a few weeks ago yes there has been a slowdown in the number of infection and in the number of casualties but nothing has stopped nothing has changed in fact if we want to be fair we would say that there is a shift in terms of location in terms of areas where the virus is spreading new york city even as of date is considered the epicenter of the coronavirus in america but the past couple of weeks we've seen a tremendous slowdown in the number of infection and in the number of casualties however as we looking to those numbers going down and we celebrating the fact that there is there seems to be some sort of containment in the meantime in other areas of the country the virus seems to be in the increase in the south for instance uh tennessee idaho 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 uh texas uh wyoming kentucky those states have seen an increase of the virus of the spread of the virus by more than 75 percent kentucky has the largest spike increase in the spread of the virus according to the latest report by more than 650 percent so is it a fluke or is it because that the the spread of the virus is being contained in one area and spreading in other area that paid no attention 
to the guideline by health professional or rather simply listen to Donald Trump telling them that it's no big deal because you may recall the reason that the United States is in the predicament the United States is in today is because for a very long time Donald Trump downplays the spread of the virus Donald Trump uh, ignores shrug off any advice to make any preparation in order to counter the spread of the virus in fact at some point Donald Trump even went on uh, uh, to rallies and tried to cheer the crowd by saying it is another hoax by the Democrat which means we know that with Donald Trump in the Oval Office this crisis can and has gotten out of hand there is no reason for 88,000 people to have already lost their life and that's not all the people who are going to die because as I mentioned many times in this program before when you're looking at the number of casualties you don't just look at the number of casualties you also look at the number of people who are in serious or critical condition because those people are usually the one who may not recover who are going to be added to the list of people who would have lost their lives yesterday according to the latest uh, to the latest number we saw a huge spike in the number of infection in the world uh, for before yesterday we've seen pretty much a drop in the number of infection to uh, a daily 20,000 or less but per yesterday's uh, uh, number that the number of people who have been infected has uh, has jumped to almost 35,000 what that tells us when we look at looking at those numbers is somewhere in the world there are spikes in the spread of the coronavirus we will show you shortly uh, that uh, Russia and uh, uh, Brazil in particular have been uh, pretty much uh, adding a lot of uh, infected individual to the list while the other European countries including uh, uh, of course the United States we've been seeing a slowdown so in a sense there is across the board there is a slowdown in the number of infection and the number of casualties but because it's being increased elsewhere that tells us that it's not over and if we pay attention to the health professional the way for the United States in particular the way that our government has gone about reopening without any preparation without any testing without any care in the world there is a pretty good chance that we may see a rebound of the spread of the virus in the United States of America. Dr. Michael Osterholm, who is an infectious disease expert, colleagues of Dr. Fauci, there is a pretty good chance that we may see anywhere from 60 to 70% of the population being infected with the coronavirus. And by now, it should be pretty obvious to you that the more people are infected, 
the more people will die. Added to that, the fact that we don't have a leader, we don't have an individual who knows what to do, but even worse, we don't have an individual who pays attention to expert, but instead decide to do things on his own as if he had knowledge in everything on the face of this planet. And we already see what kind of result we have. So let's take a quick look now at the latest, uh, the latest piece of information. As you can see, the United States of America has already added more than 87,000 people to the number of death of casualties. And as usual, when we compare the United States to the rest of the world, the United States is number one by a long shot. And that is not a good thing because all it's saying is we have the more, the higher number of infected people, we have the highest number of people who have lost their lives. So this is not one of those things where you, you scream and shout, USA, USA. These numbers should give you pause and should get you to reflect as to why in the world did you ever go to the poll and elect to the highest office in the land such an incompetent individual. In the United States, those are the hotspots. Of course, some of them you're already very familiar with, such as New York, New Jersey, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Illinois, California, Michigan. If you look at those states that I mentioned, of course, Florida and Maryland are also part, and Texas, you look at any of those states that I just mentioned, you notice that uh, there are approximately anywhere uh, uh, in, in terms of number of casualties, except for uh, Florida and Texas, 4,000 people who have already lost their lives in those states. And the number of people being infected on a daily basis is on the increase in those states. Kentucky is yet not considered a hot spot but at the rate that Kentucky is uh, uh, adding number of infected individuals, there is a pretty good chance it may not be long before we start seeing a number of other states that were never part of what you consider hot spot in the country. Now, here's something to be mostly uh, interested in knowing about what's going on in the world of the coronavirus there was a rumors there were rumors rather that were circulating in regards to uh using mouthwash as a cure for the coronavirus again just like you heard donald trump was promoting hydroxychloroquine just like you heard donald trump was suggesting the use of bleach the rumors about mouthwash as a cure for the coronavirus is also 
false. According to the World Health Organization, there is absolutely no proof whatsoever that mouthwash can cure coronavirus. So please, for, the, for your sake, for the sake of your family, stay away from rumors. Listen to a health professional. Stay away from Donald Trump advice. Listen to health professional. Stay away from Fox. Listen to health professional. CDC guideline for the spread of, uh, uh, to contain the spread of the coronavirus in order to prevent the spread of the coronavirus has been uh, pretty clear. The latest, uh, as released by the White House, if you use Clorox bleach, do not drink it, is to wipe surface to make sure that it's clean against spread of the coronavirus. Another ingredient that CDC mentioned will be very useful in, in cleaning up is alcohol. Isopropyl alcohol uh, will do nicely. And of course, hydrogen peroxide. Those you, most people, most households should already have those ingredients and you can use any of them in order to clean surfaces in order and of course you're familiar with soap and water wash with soap and water for 20 seconds and that should give you a little bit of uh, of uh, relief in terms of spreading the virus uh, because if you touch a surface that's not been cleaned yet most likely your hands will carry the virus so uh, the best course of action, especially uh, if you're not wearing gloves, if you're inside your house, it is not a bad idea if you touch surface or if you touch item that you're not certain whether those items are uh, have uh, uh, and uh, could cause infection. The best course of action is to wash your hands. You can also use, as I mentioned, isopropyl alcohol or hydrogen peroxide it's not a good idea to use Clorox to wash your hands the Clorox should be used to wipe out surface and when you use Clorox to wipe out surfaces it's a good idea to use a damp uh, 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 towel and uh, wipe out the surface do not wipe with a dry uh, with a dry uh, towel leave it for a few seconds at least 20 seconds before you wipe clean the surface those again are the guideline of uh, by cdc in order to help contain the spread of the coronavirus especially in your home now when you're outside as it should be obvious by now it is highly recommended that you wear a mask if you're going to be outside if you don't have any reason to be outside although the government is reopening uh, different uh, aspect of uh, of life such as businesses uh, in some state parks 
uh, in some state, uh, even entertainment centers. It is a very good idea uh, if you're going to be outside to wear a mask. And if you're going to go in different places, different areas, especially if you're going to go shopping, it may not be a bad idea to wear gloves as well. That will help you uh, shield yourself from, uh, be, from, from carrying the virus with you. Now, here's another uh, reason that you need to keep your hands clean and you need to keep uh, 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 to wash your hands as necessary as often and necessary as possible and to make certain that you do not continuously touch your eyes is because it has been revealed that uh, a number of people uh, may have been infected through the eyes uh, and that's a reason you may have seen that the uh, health professional CDC in particular has uh, has put out uh, information guidance uh, in terms of how you deal with yourself on a day-to-day -day basis and if you suspect if you have something that bothers your eyes and uh, it may not be a bad idea to wash your hand before you touch your eyes before you touch your 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 face before you touch your skin because if you touch a surface that's in, infected with the uh, coronavirus and you touch your eyes you touch your face you automatically transfer the virus closer to where it can uh, really do serious damage to you as i mentioned earlier uh there is a decrease in the spread of the coronavirus but it seems that there are some areas where the virus is spreading like wild wild fire if you take a look at russia for instance russia is right under span in terms of number of people infected now you may be uh, uh shocked to hear that uh just a couple of weeks ago russia had just had less than twenty thousand people who were infected and there were less than 200 people who had lost their lives and look at two weeks later russia is only second behind spain and if you look at the numbers 272,000 274,000 and russia it it's not it's not gonna be long in fact if i could venture to make a prediction i would say that by the end of the day russia would take over spain because for the past couple of weeks russia has been added has been adding 10,000 approximately 10,000 people infected per day yesterday was a good day for russia it was only 9,200 so in other words if you're doing the math 10,000 per day by tomorrow the number reported tomorrow will show you that Russia will be just behind the United States and will have overtaken every country in the world in terms of number of infected individuals. But interestingly enough, despite the fact that Russia has been adding that many 
infected people, it's Brazil. If you look at down, further down, uh, we circle uh, Brazil, which is also in red. You would notice that despite the fact that Brazil has 50,000 less infected individuals than Russia, but if you look at the column of people who have already lost their lives, you would notice that Brazil has more, close to 15,000 people who have already lost their lives. And it's not long ago that we were talking about Brazil having just a couple of people who were infected and one such individual came from Italy. So now uh, Brazil is taking over pretty much everyone uh, in the world except the European country and has already taken over Russia in terms of number of people who have already lost their life. So we're watching this development very closely because we're not certain as to what's happening in those two countries, Russia with the number of infection, infection and Brazil with the number of casualties. And if you look at uh, the number of serious uh, critical condition, Brazil is yet is going to add even more people in critical condition, in uh, more casualty, because if you look at the column, that's a serious critical condition. Brazil has 8,300 people who are in critical condition. Russia only has 2,300. So, which means that for a while now, it looks like Brazil is going to continue to add even more casualty. The only other country that has more people in critical condition than Brazil, if you look at the top, it's the United States of America with twice as many as Brazil, which also tells us that the United States will continue to add a lot of casualties before the end of the coronavirus. Now, for the United States in particular, we know a number of factors put us in that predicament. One is the fact that we do not have a leader who cares enough about the country. Two, you may notice a number of things since the spread of the virus here in the United States. You may have noticed that Donald Trump has spent more time trying to uh, uh, cajole uh, uh, Wall Street trying to open, reopen for no other reason uh, but because the numbers on Wall Street has been hammered, not because he's hearing that people are dying, not because uh, uh, he's, he's so eager about helping people, but because Wall Street is not doing well. As far as Donald Trump is concerned, that's all that matters. Your life doesn't matter. Then again, you already know that. Donald Trump does not give a hoot about your particular life. Uh, if you can give him your vote, which I'm sure he will take it. But in terms of whether Donald Trump cares for you, you can rest assured Donald Trump doesn't give a hoot. Now for those people who are so eager at this point to try to uh, get back to normal, we can tell you that in general, there is no such thing as normal life anymore. Now, what you're currently looking at is how the virus spread. This is at a restaurant, and uh, the individual that you see, the green stuff on those individuals, are uh, uh, actually, it's a simulation. It's not actual virus. It's a simulation 
of the virus. What uh, the researchers has done, they uh, they infect those those people. Those are literally people uh, a subject that they infect with a virus, actually not coronavirus, and those people would go to a restaurant and the researcher would track how they spread that virus and sure enough they're showing that people who are infected who may not even know that they are infected they go to a, to a restaurant they talk they touch they exchange with the server with other people around them they talking they laughing they joking, they sneezing, they coughing, and researchers tracking how fast that inside that confined area that those people that they infect spread the virus so quickly that if you inside that restaurant, there is a pretty good chance you too would have been infected. Why do you need to know that? Well, Donald Trump is gone ho about reopening the economy because, well, people need to go back to work. And I do have one important question. What good is going back to work idea is if you're sick? What good is reopening everything is if you're dead? The primary responsibility of a government, as far as we know, is to protect people. That's the primary responsibility. But Donald Trump doesn't think so. Now let me show you what Donald Trump says. Here is a, you may already recall Donald Trump ranting about uh, the coronavirus and uh, giving you advice as to what you should do in order to cure yourself. Most likely you cannot forget that Donald Trump was using the briefing, the coronavirus briefing, to suggest what you, the public, should take in order to cure yourself. And he was promoting at some point hydroxychloroquine and there are a couple of people who fell victim of hydroxychloroquine one such person lost his life his wife survived but one thing that people didn't know when Donald Trump was promoting hydroxychloroquine is the fact that Donald Trump and Jared Kushner both of them have investment in the company that manufacture hydroxychloroquine. As I mentioned to you many times here, Donald Trump doesn't give a hoot about any of the individual who continue to support him, who continue to cheer him, who continue to think Donald Trump cares. Donald Trump cares about Donald Trump. He was willing to promote a drug that kills people because he has investment in the company that manufactured the drug.
But that's not even the worst of it, is the fact that Donald Trump is so unstable that after suggesting hydroxychloroquine, now he went about suggesting that the health professional try to inject people bleach. Now, no offense to dumb people, even the dumbest individual would know that Clorox is a poison. I have to apologize to dumb people because I have to believe that even the dumbest individual would not take Clorox because that individual would know that the ingestion of Clorox would kill him or her. But the President of the United States suggesting the use of Clorox as a cure. I guess those people who continue to support him must really believe that Donald Trump is a smart individual. But as I said this before, and I repeat it again, Donald Trump and the Republican leaders, they don't say those things for the smart people for the rest of the country. They say those things, they say those things for people who are ignorant enough who would believe them. Because other than people who are ignorant, who would believe anything that Donald Trump said? But Donald Trump knows that he has an audience. Because how in the world would Donald Trump suggest something that would kill you, a poison, and then for other people to go and try it? You cannot tell me that you a smart individual for doing that. And Donald Trump capitalizes on that. Now, here is Donald Trump after trying to capitalize on the sales of hydroxychloroquine we found the report of Donald Trump who was trying to get his administration to force states to purchase hydroxychloroquine to give to people who are hospitalized yes you heard correctly that the document, there was a document that was acquired that showed that Donald Trump was going to try to push hydroxychloroquine as a drug to cure people with coronavirus. For what purpose? Who told him that hydroxychloroquine can, can cure anyone? No one. But he has investment in the company that manufacture hydroxychloroquine. So you die, that's your problem. He couldn't give a damn about you. So here's Donald Trump. After failing to cashing in, so of course he goes into a rent. Now here's Donald Trump now telling you that I do not give a damn whether there is a vaccine or not. I'm going to reopen. I just want to make something clear. It's very important. Vaccine or no vaccine, we're back. And we're starting the process. And in many cases, they don't have vaccines. And a virus or a flu comes, and you fight through it. Yeah. Vaccine no vaccine we are going to open 
the country. If you have this slight degree of common sense, and that is the individual who is leading you, you have to. Sometimes I, I, I must tell you that sometimes I feel sad. Literally, I'm not just saying that. Sometimes, sometimes I really feel sad that there are that many ignorant people in this United States of America who can really believe that individual, who can trust that individual is saying something good. There are that many people, especially in the Republican circle. I was watching a poll, I was reading about a poll that showed that 38% of the people in the Republican circle believe, trust Donald Trump in terms of the handling of the coronavirus, 38%. Is Donald Trump uh, fighting with uh, Fossey? Look, he wants to play all sides of the equation. President Trump pushed back against the warning Dr. Anthony Fauci delivered at a Senate hearing the day before. There is a real risk that you will trigger an outbreak that you may not be able to control. We don't know everything about this virus. And we really better be very careful, particularly when it comes to children. Yeah, I was surprised by his answer, actually, uh, because, uh, you know, uh, it's just, to me, it's not an acceptable answer. Especially Let me ask you the question. Between Donald Trump and Dr. Fauci, 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 I've, I've been having difficulty pro pronouncing Dr. Fauci's name. But you know exactly who I'm referring to. Who is uh, actually the expert? I heard uh, Tucker Carlson in a ranting. It wasn't just Tucker Carlson. It was Fox. Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity going into a ranting against Dr. Fauci. None of them has any idea what they're talking about. They accuse Dr. Fauci of being wrong many, many, many times. And that's what's really wrong about the United States of America. You have a bunch of people who are being paid to deceive the American people. They said on national TV that Dr. Farsi has been wrong many, many, many times. But if you were to ask them, can you give us a time? Can you show us when that was the case? Now, I'm not claiming that Dr. Farsi never made mistakes. That's not the point. I'm not claiming that. But when you have a group of people who repeat time and again that trying to portray Dr. Fauci as someone who doesn't know what he's talking about, when they don't, I mentioned many times here in this program before, that Dr. Fauci is a, an infectious disease expert, a world-renowned infectious disease expert. Those people that are talking gibberish, providing support for Donald Trump, 
They don't know anything. They have to wait for someone to tell them what's going on. And it so happened that here in America, Dr. Fossey is the individual. So how in the world a bunch of foolish, ignorant individual at Fox can tell you what's, what's, uh, what's the best course of action? It's like someone who has, who is sick. Instead of going to the hospital, you go to a mechanic for help. I mean, seriously? Sometimes I really feel saddened by the fact that there are that many ignorant people in this United States of America. And I know that there are because those individuals at Fox would not have a job if they do not have anyone ignorant enough to listen to them on a regular basis. Because that's the way it works. You have to have an audience in order for your job to be guaranteed. And the only reason they continue to have a job is because there are enough ignorant people who watch Fox, who continue to believe those individuals who lie to them, who deceive them, in order for them to continue to have a job. So their job is guaranteed as long as there are enough ignorant people watching them. Now, you may be quick to think that, oh, who the hell that guy think he is? Well, you don't go to the to the mechanic to get a diagnosis of your disease, you go to a doctor. So why in the world would you continue to go to, a, to quacks at first for good information? That's why sometimes I, I go over the top because I'm, I'm really, saddened by this whole thing to see that in this day and age in the 21st century we still have that many ignorant people that can continue to nurture a business that relies on deception on fraud and they don't give a hoot about your well-being because you should have known better because if you were smart enough, you would have not spent your time watching, promoting, supporting a group of people that are actually making you dumber. But they love the idea that you continue to listen to them. And when you watch them, you would think they know what they're talking about. Because I watch Tucker Carlson, when you listen to my la watch Laura Engram, when you listen to those individuals, you think, oh my God, those people must be smart people. They are smart because they know that you're dumb enough, ignorant enough to believe what they're saying. So, as long as they continue to be as long as the country continues to have that many ignorant people who believe those type of individuals who lie to them on a regular basis, who deceive them, then they have a job. Now, I wouldn't care that 
you like being deceived. I wouldn't care that you choose to stay and live in ignorance. I do care because your ignorance impacts my life, even indirectly. Because when you pass your ignorance to your children, to your grandchildren, then we have an army of blissful ignorance roaming the country and causing division, causing chaos, and we will never have a chance to get something good accomplished because you cannot have a constructive argument with someone who is ignorant. Because someone who is knowledgeable, someone who has knowledge, would not have an argument with me when I say this is a pen. But unfortunately, in the Republican circle, if I say this is a pen, I can rest assured that I will have a tons of argument and that prevent the country from advancing, from going forward, because people are arguing against what's so obvious. Why? Because they listen to individuals who try to dummify them. Laura Engram had a program pushing hydroxychloroquine for a full month, 30 days, every night. She hammered at it, hydroxychloroquine. Yes, we have proof, it's working. We have doctors, bring doctors. Talk about people who are recuperating, are uh, being uh, administered hydroxychloroquine. And the reason? Laura Engram went to the White House, Donald Trump gave her marching orders, and then she's hammering her out. Hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine. And the reason she could do that is because she relies on the ignorant individual who listened to her. Yes, that saddened me sometimes. Sometimes I, I feel exhausted. Sometimes I feel like pretty much giving up. But every time I think about future of this country, I said, my God. If nobody does it, point out what's going on in the country in terms of people being dummified. And those are not accidents because those individuals at Fox, they do not do that by accident, by mistake. It's something they do deliberately because it helps them to keep their job. I don't think I would live long enough to see that there is an organization that calls itself News, Fox News, that would pay people to lie, to deceive, to misinform the audience. I, I think it's it's baffling. Fox is is one of the greatest danger that this United States of America has had. Because any network that set itself to misinform, to deceive, to lie to its audience, you cannot tell me that network is doing a job worthwhile. Fox is a danger to our society. And anyone who spend time listening, believing, promoting, echoing what is being said at, at Fox, 
has already reached the paroxysm of ignorance. And it is difficult, and I know, because I had so many interactions with my fellow Republicans, sometimes I'm speechless. Because they can justify any level of ignorance. And I kid you not, they can justify any level of ignorance. Even Donald Trump suggesting bleach, even Donald Trump suggesting bleach as a method to cure people is defended by who else? Republicans. You know, Donald Trump supporters, he's doing a great job, you know, he's giving great advice on how people can cure themselves. You know, don't pay attention to those doctors. I don't pay attention to Dr. Fauci because he doesn't know Donald Trump is telling us how to cure ourselves. 38% approval for handling the coronavirus. Need I say more? In 1996, a small network by the name of Fox News was launched with just 17 million viewers. Today, with over 100 million people watching regularly, Fox has become the greatest threat to our democracy. Constantly bombarding the airwaves with false information, distortion of facts, and outright lies presented to its audience as news, Fox has created an army of blissful ignorance. According to a survey, 82% of Fox viewers are ignorant of facts and the truth. To keep millions of people in ignorance not only prevents democracy from flourishing, but it also clears the path to authoritarianism to dictatorship. Martin Luther King Jr. said, nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Let me finish by saying that democracy cannot survive in an environment where truth and facts do not matter. At Fox, truth and facts do not matter. Indeed, democracy in America is in jeopardy. It is a crisis the country can no longer ignore.
second segment of uh, this program and this is a segment I hoping that you pay very close attention to because this is the last uh, uh, part of the uh, Tara Reid case file it's a segment we began a few days ago and the purpose is simply to figure out exactly whether there is any truth to the allegation and uh, to put the matter to rest not every claim of sexual assault is legitimate now here in the united states for the past few few years thanks to the me too movement women have been coming from the woodwork and accusing men of having sexually assaulted them please watch for my article that uh, about me to movement it is a very serious article we're going to be looking at uh, the various aspects of the movement the pros and the cons of the movement now in general here in the United States we are very familiar with the fact that there, are, there was a time when most every workplace every organization was considered to be a place for boys boys club so to speak and it was almost an acceptable behavior for men to uh, talk sexual thing in front of women it pretty much was what you would consider a, a sexual harassment environment and women a lot of women live through that now I'm fairly certain that it is something that's still around uh, to a lesser degree um, because not only of the fact that a lot of people now have become aware of uh, their behavior a lot of men have become aware of the type of behavior that they have and uh, of course that it's no longer acceptable you see the sign uh, on uh, on my left uh, which is uh, the Twitter sign I strongly encourage you to follow me on Twitter we'll explain later but you should now because of the environment the type of environment there are a lot of sexual harassment that used to happen in the workplace uh, women of maybe one two generation before me may tell you story uh, a lot of stories about uh, how men uh, used to talk used to uh, to harass them and so on and so forth and most of that went unpunished and the practice the behavior continues a few years ago however 
the Me Too movement set out to change all that. And it has, to a large extent. It's almost like it was a revolution that women decided that enough is enough. We're not going to take it anymore. If you sexually harass me, we're going to come after you. And as such, the Me Too movement has provided a platform for a lot of women who were sexually harassed, sexually assaulted, to have a say, at the very least, to tell their stories. And every time you hear the story told by women, whether you're a man or, or a woman, you are, cannot but think, how could a man do something like that? Now, you have to be, we have to be, to be fair that not every man was involved in doing those kind of things. But most men were accomplices to those kind of things because being silent is a form of complicity. When you see something happen, you don't say anything, then you become really complicit uh, of a bad thing. It's like someone who sees somebody uh, committing a crime. Yes, you may have not participated in the crime, but you're watching, you're staying there watching the crime uh, 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 progressing and you never did anything. You didn't even bother to call uh, authority. So in a sense, you become complicit. So a lot of men would or could, may not necessarily been involved, but they were complicit. But with the Me Too movement, things have changed because a number of women have uh, come out with their stories and they put those men on notice. And we've seen uh, powerful men such as Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, Epstein, those people really are on the run. Epstein already uh, took his life, but the others are paying a price for it. It is not a bad thing, because if someone put uh, another individual, especially at the, at the workplace, in that type of position, then it's fair that there is some way of redressing that predicament. That, well, just like men, women go to work to earn a living. So they should not feel that they should not have to be running away from the place just because it's not comfortable. Some men went as far as touching those women in sometimes very bad ways. And those women didn't have any recourse. So, needless to point out, when the Me Too movement came to the surface, boy, those women were elated. It's now our turn. We're going to go after every bastard that has ever caused us grief. However they put it. I'm dramatizing here. It's irrelevant. But there is another side of the story. 
just as it is in everything in life, you're going to have people, women, who would take advantage of this situation. You may recall that during the Brett Kavanaugh hearing, Michael Avenatti had a woman that supposedly had a bombshell that she witnessed things that terrible that Brett Kavanaugh has done. In the beginning, Michael Avenatti was promoting the idea that that woman was the individual, a victim of Brett Kavanaugh. Now, we're not here to talk about that, but it's good to point out a very important aspect of the story. Michael Avenatti could have wanted to become more famous uh, by trying to ask the woman to do something as stupid as lying about sexual harassment or sexual assault. But ultimately, it falls on the woman to say, no, I'm not going to do that because it will damage women's credibility. Because think about it. If one woman lies, another woman lies, another woman lies, sooner or later, when a woman says that she has been sexually assaulted, then people would say, ah, another one of those. So it is detrimental for a woman to lie about being sexually harassed or being sexually assaulted. But the woman who lies is not the only party that's damaging women. It's also the party that quickly embrace what the woman says as if it's the Bible truth. They don't have to know there is any veracity to what the woman said. They just run with it because they're in uh, some sort of uh, uh, some sort of uh, of campaign to make sure that they take every powerful man down. So a woman comes out and say, I've been sexually assaulted. Oh, it was Bill Clinton. Let's take him down. I've been sexually assaulted. It was that person. I guarantee you, of course, it is almost unlikely, but I guarantee you a woman who comes out of a woodwork and say he has been sexually harassed by Obama, you'll find all the women on the Me Too movement rug, run, gather around that woman and say, I believe her. And that's very damaging to the very thing that they're trying to achieve. Because when a woman comes, I'm not saying to discard the woman. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm not saying to simply reject what the woman says but to make it a spectacle and then for women to start chiming in i believe her i believe her i believe well you believe her means the other person is guilty that's exactly what it means that there is no other way of explaining it so you cannot try to explain it out 
Because if I tell you so and so stole my money and you say you believe me saying that, it's saying that you believe the other person stole my money. There is no other way of explaining it, no matter how much you're trying to put a spin on it. So when Tara Reid came out and say she has been at first sexually harassed and then later on upgraded to sexually assaulted by Joe Biden, you have a number of people who came out and say, I believe her. Women and the Me Too movement are actually damaging the very purpose of the movement. And I'm going to show you unequivocally and I want you to watch very closely because I'm not saying anything that I'm pulling out of a hat. I'm going to provide you detailed information about the accusation by Tara Reid and I'm going to prove to you that well, maybe I'll let you make up your mind because if I tell you, then you're going to say, hey, you already made up your mind. So in, 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 in terms of introduction to the, to the topic, uh, what I'm trying to say is, if I tell you, for instance, if I go to the police and tell the police that my life has been threatened, watch carefully this is extremely important because we make the mistake of thinking that every time a woman comes out and say i've been sexually harassed i've been sexually assaulted because there is a bandwagon uh, a me too movement bandwagon that's going out to take down powerful men the minute that they hear that that's in fact, they're looking for the story, and the minute it comes, it doesn't matter if it's true. Let's just take down the powerful men. And I'm here to tell you that if you want your, the movement, the Me Too movement, to have any value whatsoever, you might want to reconsider how you process information by women who accuse men. Because if you don't do that, if you embrace it and then you have a bunch of people coming out of the woodwork and say, I believe her. In fact, I was baffled when I read that there are a, a, a third, 33% of Democrats who believe terrorists. I, I mean, I expect that from Republicans because Republicans are usually dumbos. But Democrats, I didn't expect to hear that there are 33% of Democrats who not sure what they base their, 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 their arguments on, but they say they believe terrorism. And uh, I'm going to show you a number of details, and I hope you pay close attention. It's important.
in uh, 1992, uh, Tara Reid began. Uh, uh, working for uh, the uh, Joe Biden uh, office. Um, let's take a look at some of uh, the detail that uh, of uh, of that particular time that. Uh, Tara Reid spent there. December 1992 to, to August 1993, Tara Reid worked in Joe Biden office. She was responsible to supervise interns and mail delivery. Less than a year. So why did Tara Reid depart the Joe Biden office so quickly? Because usually people who work in Washington would spend almost an eternity there. In fact, the other individual uh, who worked alongside Tara Reid spent 18 years in that job. So why did Tara Reid leave so suddenly? When Reed left, she said that she left to move with boyfriend. After that, she said that she moved to become an actress, an artist. Tara Reed said that she was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. Joe Biden say it never happened. It's usually how most stories about sexual harassment start. So of course we have to figure out exactly who is telling the truth, who is not, because both people cannot be right. Right? One person has to be wrong. We did mention that there are three different scenarios that we certain uh, uh, of the allegation by Tara Reid. The first one, Tara Reid was never sexually assaulted. The second scenario is that Tara Reid was never sexually assaulted, but probably was sexually harassed. And the third uh, scenario is that Tara Reid was sexually assaulted, but by whom? Which means, in this case, we're not making uh, any assumption here it was Joe Biden. We're just saying that, yes, the sexual assault may have happened. So those three scenarios, uh, keep them in mind because while we're showing you what exactly happened through the years, then you're going to start having an idea and understanding as to why we come to that conclusion.
we at first try to figure out it's not a funny story but we try to figure out uh, in a in a more humor way as to how that sexual assault happened because according to Terry uh, Joe Biden pushed her against the wall and uh, put her hand inside her underwear and penetrated her with his finger that's terry version we we we're gonna we're gonna take a much closer look at not only terry's statement herself but we're gonna be looking at not only what joe biden because joe biden dropped a bombshell uh yesterday uh, a couple of days ago which is important to know Uh, Tara Reid uh, mentioned to NPR that it happened uh, when she was tasked to drop a duffel bag, a gym bag, uh, to Biden. And she said when she met with the senator, she pinned her against a wall and penetrated her vagina with his finger. And uh, her own words is, ah, he went under my clothing and it was touching me in my private area and without my consent. That's Tara Reid's own words. That's what she said to NPR. Tara Reid also said that she could not recall the exact location or date of the alleged incident, but said it was likely in the basement of a Senate office building in the spring of 1993. I want you to keep that piece of information in mind because we're going to come back to it. Because it's also an important piece of information. If that were to be a, uh, 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 if that, that accusation were to go to court, there is a pretty good chance that this piece of information would have been hashed out in detail uh, in order to get to the bottom of it. So because we could not find a, a good uh, cartoonist or we could not pay a good cartoonist to give us uh, a more or less uh, good rendering of what we're trying to achieve so we resorted to a much less expensive cartoonist me in order to figure out exactly how this whole thing happened so this is as 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 close that i as i could get tara reed pinned against a wall of course 
if you look at the circle, I put both hands up front, but it is fair to say that that was not the way Tara Reid hands were. Both hands up front is uh, kind of a behavior, a posture to make certain that you are not sexually assaulted by the men that you're talking to if you're a woman face to face. So you protect your private parts. But Tara Reid was carrying a bag, so she could not possibly have that kind of posture. Now, where that man is standing in the picture, I can tell you for uh, uh, for fact that there is no way that that man would have been that far away in order to do that. So he has to have been really much, much closer. So which means where that woman's hand hands are could not have been. If you look at uh, uh, the arrow from the hands of the men going to under the skirt now that skirt that you see in that in that picture presumably that's what uh, uh tara reed would would wear because she was in a professional environment and the second arrow which is uh, up the skirt which is would be a mini skirt now neither one of them would be easy for a man to just put his hand under your skirt and then go into your underwear and penetrate you with his finger but that's besides the point and we're not here to talk about that it's just an illustration will mention will provide to you much more important detail that can help you figure out on your own whether this particular uh, accusation has any merit at all it is also worth noting that since Tara Reid came out just a few weeks ago about the accusation of the assault, she filed a police report in the state of Washington against Joe Biden. Now, it's, it, it, it's formality purpose that she did that, according to her, because uh, if indeed there was any sexual assault, the state of Washington, according to the state of Washington, the, uh, the time to file that report would have already expired. So, but that's besides the point. Now, you may recall that last year, there were um, a number of women who came out and uh, who expressed discomfort about Joe Biden, the way that Joe Biden touches them. There was a particular woman, uh, I believe former uh, uh, congresswoman out of Nevada, uh, who and I think there was also an assembly woman out of uh, uh, Connecticut who also accused Joe Biden of touching her and made her feel uncomfortable. And it is in that time frame that uh, Tara Reid came out and also talked about Joe Biden having uh, touched her as well.
that was 2019. There were at least six or seven women who said that. Now, for those of you who know Joe Biden, what I'm about to tell you, it's not something that condone Joe Biden's behavior then because obviously those women that came out say that it makes them feel uncomfortable. And if you, you will see in those images that are going around that Joe Biden was very touchy. But also, you should note that everything that you're watching here happened in public. None of what Joe Biden has been accused of by any of the women that came in 2019 None of that happened in private. Now, I'm not here to condone the behavior. And Joe Biden has acknowledged that much and has worked very uh, aggressively to curve the behavior. Because he acknowledged that the way he is, most likely, must have made some women feel uncomfortable. So he has worked to prevent that from happening but I want to be very clear to see that in all those pictures that you're watching all of them and of course there are not that many of them they're gonna be there are many 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 more pictures of Joe Biden with women touching women and you would notice that all of them are in public there are there is not a single picture of Joe Biden touching a woman, no matter how he touched that woman, that happened in private. All of them happened in public, which means there are always people around. Look at Joe Biden with a woman. Her husband is right next to him. I'm not saying it's okay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's Joe Biden behavior. It was then, it has never changed, which means we can take to the bank. Look at Joe Biden. That guy next to that woman is the husband. Now, it's not, it doesn't look like it's an acceptable thing for Joe Biden to do, but that's Joe Biden. So what I'm trying to say is, we want to separate what we're watching in front of us, which is a touchy Joe Biden from the accusation made by Tara Reid. So if someone were to come and say, Joe Biden, I don't know about now, but then if someone were to come and say, Joe Biden touched me inappropriately, it's almost a guarantee that that touching would have been done in front of other people, just like you're seeing in all those pictures that that's the way Joe Biden is. Again, I'm not saying it's okay. Again, I'm not condoning it, but in all those things that happen, they all happen in front of people, which means if we had to come to a conclusion, we would say that Joe Biden is completely oblivious that his touchy behavior makes women uncomfortable. That woman that you see on your screen, Joe Biden doesn't know that woman. First time meeting that woman. Oh, but he knows that one. 
Look at Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. The point I'm trying to make is keep that in the forefront of your mind and you'll be able to follow me closer, very closely to what we're about to discuss because it is going to be a bombshell. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Now, I want you to pay really close attention because we're about to embark in uh, the detail of the Tara Reid allegation. If you have not subscribed, if you have not followed me on Twitter yet, I encourage you to do so because you need to know when we are going to present topic as important as this so you can be notified notified ahead of time so please don't forget to subscribe now we mentioned earlier that there are three different scenarios that we are looking at as possibility of the allegation made by Tara Reid. Scenario one, Tara Reid was never sexually assaulted. In other words, fantasy. Number two, Tara Reid was never sexually assaulted, but sexually harassed. It was the time uh, in, 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 in general that women claim, uh, most women would say that there were a lot of sexual harassment in the workplace. And the third scenario is the fact that Tara Reid was sexually assaulted, but at this point, we're not certain by whom. And we're going to take a look at that so that we can be sure by the time we finish talking about this, we both walk away knowing that either it happened or it did not. So let's take a quick look. Uh, Tara Reid mentioned that uh, she was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. 
In fact, Tara Reid is able to tell you exactly, uh, or not exactly, to give an approximation of the location. Tara Reid also uh, was able to provide you kind of a ballpark date of when it happened. She said, according to a report, that I do not remember the date, the time, or the exact location, except that it occurred in a semi-private area in corridors connecting Senate building. I guess I cannot really uh, st sit, uh, mimic the voice, but I do apologize. Anyway, um, here's a very important thing when you have an individual, any individual that claim that of something that happened, especially something as bad as sexual assault, because Tara Reid upgraded her accusation from harassment to assault. If a man, I'll take it from my own personal experience, I was attacked on the street 20 plus years ago behind, from behind by a couple of thugs. Not only that left a, an indelible mark in my mind, I was traumatized by the experience, but I can take anyone I don't live in Massachusetts anymore, but I can take anyone with my eyes closed to the place where it happened. And I can tell you exactly the date it happened. And I'm assuming that a traumatic experience such as being sexually assaulted by a man you had no interest in, which I would consider as a traumatic experience. that you cannot provide not the location not the date you cannot even provide the anything close to where that thing happened so that if someone were to want to go remember after after during the oj simpson uh, trial uh if you watch the tape you'll notice that they took the jurors to the place to kind of get a sense as to how this thing may have happened When you are traumatized, ingrained in your brain a number of details that cannot be erased with time. Because if you were sexually assaulted by a powerful man such as Joe Biden, then a senator, and this is not something that ingrained in your brain, you don't even have a date for the assault. You can try to make a lot of excuse about why you don't have a date, but I have one. And it's unfair to the person you're accusing because if someone were to tell me, for instance, if you're someone, let's say it's your sister that were to come to you that says, I was sexually assaulted by Joe the plumber. 
Now, of course, your ball, your blood would boil because you want to make sure Joe the plumber pays for sexually assaulting your sister. But if you are a rational, logical individual, you would ask, tell me more. How did it happen? Where were you? What time was it? What day was it? What, how did it happen? How did it come to happen? What did you do? Oh, I don't really remember uh, where I was. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. What time of the day was it? I, I honestly cannot tell you that. Do you remember the date? Oh, no, not really. You see, when a traumatic experience happened to an individual, that's why we always, even 9-11, when uh, Kennedy assassination, people weren't even close to the individual it happened to. T those people, if you talk to them today, now, no matter how old they are, they say, I know exactly where I was when JFK was assassinated. I knew exactly where I was when uh, the first plane hit the Twin Tower. And you're telling me something that happened to you as a woman, a traumatic experience such as I was sexually assaulted, but you cannot provide anything at all. But I have a hard time believing that 33% of the Democrats believe her. Oh, I believe her because she said she was sexually assaulted. As I just showed you, Joe Biden likes touching people. Nobody can, Joe Biden cannot argue against that. Nobody can argue against that. It's all on tape. No matter what year you turn, you turn into, you see Joe Biden in front of a woman, by the side of a woman, behind a woman, Joe Biden is always touching. There is nobody that's going to argue that. But Joe Biden sexually assaulted her by penetrating you with his finger, but you cannot provide any detail about that. Now, there is another reason that it bothers me. And that's even more important because it is unfair to the person being accused. Because if you say, for instance, that's just an example, that's just an example, if you say, for instance, that I was assaulted on August 1st, it was 10.30 in the morning and there were not that many people in the office yet. 9.30 or 8.30 or even 7.30 because you came, you came early. Whatever the case is, if you were to say that, for instance, that I was assaulted, sexually assaulted by Joe Biden on August 1st, 1993, it was 8 o'clock in the morning. There were not that many people in there. And he met me in uh, corridor A, corridor B, corridor C, three feet away, 100 feet away from the office. Because you were still working at the office, remember? 100 feet away from the office. And that's where it happened. Now, no one, including Joe Biden, he would have to go through his note and say, ah, let's see. Uh, you know, on August 1st, 
1993, I was not even in the office. That's the other reason that people who are accusing people of things like that, that's the reason they never have specific. Because if they give specific, there is a chance that that person can come up with very specific detail to show that it's a lie. So they leave it in the, uh, in the air. Oh, I don't remember. So I don't remember put the person in the driver's seat, but put the person being accused in a bad spot. Because had you remember the date, had you remember the time, they could have said, oh yeah, Joe Biden was in the office. He stepped out of the office for a couple of minutes. Oh, there is a suspicion there. Or, Joe Biden was not even in the building that day. Uh-uh, you're lying. But she doesn't say that because, you know what? I don't remember. So, this is the first case that I look at and I said, uh, there is a problem with that, uh, with that accusation because I was not even as traumatized as a woman who has been sexually assaulted. And yet, I still remember the detail of the assault that happened to me 20 years later. The location, the date, the time. I even remember the people who passed around me. I don't know who they are, but I can tell you uh, the, uh, the, the, the sex. So I am having a very difficult time going along with an individual who was sexually assaulted and then suddenly has a lapse of memory. That's number one. The number two that I took a look at is even more important is Tara Reid never made a formal complaint. Well, we can look at it from a few angles, but let's take a look at that from that angle. Tara Reid on several interviews, including the last one she gave uh, to uh, Megan Kelly. Give me a second here because I think I should uh, look for the. I should look for the. For the Megan Kelly um, tape. Uh, no, let's see. Please uh, uh, bear with me for just a moment. Ah, oh, right. Bear with me for just a moment. Uh, 
I'm looking at the note here. It says that. Uh, it says that. Tara Reed. Uh, mentioned in. Uh, in. Uh, in interviews that she filed a complaint against Biden with the Senate office. That's Tara Reid saying that. She filed a complaint, a written complaint, against Biden with the Senate office. Now, I want you to pay close attention because Reed filed a complaint then we don't have any reason to even bother trying to figure out whether it happened or not because that would be case closed Tara Reed was sexually assaulted and Joe Biden is in trouble the Times Magazine, of course, with uh, FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, FOIA, re requested uh, information about uh, the time, about this particular record, employment record, 1993, uh, that during the time that Tara Reid work for Joe Biden. Times could not come up with anything. Joe Biden himself is so certain that there is no complaint that could have been filed that he even ordered the Senate office, uh, the, uh, the, the individual responsible for 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 record uh, for for the Senate office to put out any information related to Tara Reid that has anything to do with his office. Of course, the Senate office this uh, uh, declined to do that, but Joe Biden is open to let that happen. He has no problem doing that because. He knows that there is no complaint. That's Joe Biden talking. But if indeed Tara Reid believe that if she filed a complaint, but is what even seems to be even str more strange about uh, what Tara Reid say about the complaint, she did not. She does not have a copy. If you file a complaint. For anybody who has filed a complaint before, whether it's a complaint to the police, a complaint to your workplace, they will take the complaint and they will give you a copy. There is no if and but about that. If you file a complaint, no matter where you file that complaint, court, police station, your workplace, you file a complaint, they will document the complaint and they will give you a copy of the complaint. But he is the kicker. Times 
was able to obtain a copy of Tara Reid's record from Tara Reid's, but not a copy of the complaint. I want you to follow closely because when someone make an accusation as serious as having been sexually assaulted, you cannot just say, I believe her while everything is falling apart. So she says she, she filed a formal complaint. One thing you must know about complaint, you will get a copy of that complaint. But what's even more peculiar about the complaint that Tara Reid claimed that she filed is the fact that she still has a copy of her employment records. She still has the copy. Time was able to get a copy of her copy. And yet she doesn't have a copy of that complaint. You following me so far because it's it's not it's not a small thing for anyone to accuse an individual and then uh, for people to rally behind that person as if it's true and while you smearing the other individual uh, as if the other individual is guilty. Joe Biden is guilty of being touchy. He's been doing that. I'm not saying it's okay, but you've seen it on tape. He's always done that. That everybody, uh, anybody in America would not, Joe Biden cannot hide that because it's happened in public. But when someone accuses Joe Biden of having sexually assaulted her, and it's not just a small word, it's not just a small expression because she said, he pushed me against the wall. He went into my underwear and penetrated me with his finger. That's a serious accusation. And Tara Reid explanation, detail, seems to be telling a very different story. So, number one, Tara Reid has selective memory. She cannot remember the date, she cannot remember the time, she cannot remember the location. Now, she says she filed a complaint, she filed a formal complaint. So far, no one can find the complaint. But interestingly enough, Tara Reid keep the record, her employment record, but she does not have a copy of the complaint. That's number two. We're going to look at the number three aspect of the accusation. Tara Reid has given interviews, uh, many interviews as a matter of fact, over the years about her time in Washington working for uh, then-Senator Joe Biden. He's the first, he's the first 
thing that she said why she no longer worked there as you can see there are four items at the bottom the first one she said that Biden wanted her to serve drinks at an event after she refused she felt pushed out and left Biden's employment notice one thing here you following me because it is important when someone accuse another individual of a crime as serious as sexual assault the first thing that you have to find out is what the hell if Biden did that to her Biden should pay a price but I'm beginning to believe that that's not really the real story she said that Biden asked her wanted her to serve drinks at an event after she refused she felt pushed out and left the employment that's the story she she told a newspaper the union newspaper last April not this year but this year this month Reed said that she was fired because when she filed I'm reading Reed here when she filed a sexual harassment complaint with the Senate office and noticed that even this year she again said sexual harassment this year when she had an interview with times that's time magazine again this year she said she filed a sexual harassment complaint with the senate office why would you file a sexual harassment when you are sexually assaulted i'm sure as a woman she knew that she know the difference if joe biden penetrated you with his finger why would you file a sexual harassment not a sexual assault i'm just reading her that doesn't mean she did because i just showed you in the previous uh, uh in uh, in in number two that there is no record that she did but i'm just going along with the story so if you were sexually assaulted then you would go to an office and file a sexual assault complaint not a sexual harassment so she said that's the second reason she gave for losing the job she said after she filed the sexual harassment complaint she faced retaliation and was fired and was fired by Biden's chief of staff I pointed out today earlier that the third reason that Sarah uh, Tara Reed gave for leaving the office the Senate office is because she was just moving with her boyfriend that was in 2009 she gave an interview 
and that's what she said she was she left the job because she was just leaving to be with her boyfriend and number four later on in an interview given later on to another publication Tara Reid said she left because she was disgusted with Washington she was tired of Washington and she wanted to be an actress if you are an individual a woman who was sexually assaulted and uh, not only you cannot remember any detail of the assault except for the assault everybody that you say you talk to has never talked to you at least that's what those people say they never heard the story not uh, directly not through gossips nobody heard the story there is no file no complaint file with the office but most importantly why would anyone who went through such terrible life experience life-changing experience would not remember those details and keep changing the story i left the biden office because i was sexually assaulted and i couldn't stay there anymore that sounds very simple i don't think it needs a lot of changing of of ideas i was pushed out because i didn't want to serve drink I was fired because I filed a complaint. I moved out with my boyfriend. I moved to, to, to be with my boyfriend. Oh, I was tired of Washington. I wanted to become an actress. I mean, seriously. Anyone that quickly embraced Tara Reid and say, I believe her, you as a fool as Tara Reid is. Because Tara Reid is making a fool of all those people that came out and say, I believe her. So far, I don't have anything that I seen up to this point that give me any confidence that Tara Reid's story is, 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 is an event that happened in her life. So let's take a look at another aspect of what has happened to uh, in, 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 in all this time because it is important it is very important when a woman makes an accusation such as that one that she was sexually assaulted by a man Joe Biden and uh, she is able to provide graphic detail. It pushed me against a wall. 
went into my underwear and penetrated me with his finger. But she cannot tell you the date, she cannot tell you the time, she cannot tell you the location. But I believe her. In 2017, that just a couple of years ago, Terry was all praised for Joe Biden. And the reason is very simple. In the 1990s, Joe Biden worked and passed the Violence Act against the Violence Against Women Act. Yes, 1990. Remember, uh, Tara Reid worked for Joe Biden in 1992, between 1992, December 1992 to August of 1993. And it so happened in the 1990s, Biden was already working to make sure that women are protected. He passed the Violence Against Women Act. And in 2017, on multiple occasions, Reid tweeted or liked praise for Biden and his work and his work combating sexual assault. You know when someone sent a tweet and say something good about a person, in that case. Joe Biden, people were tweeting about Joe Biden's uh, 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 move to protect women. And at those, during those times, Reid was praising Joe Biden. If she didn't say something herself, she would light, you know, those light on, uh, on Facebook, those like, uh, uh, those forward uh, and like on, uh, on Twitter. Reed was all light about Joe Biden. In regard to Joe Biden's work combating sexual assault. Now, think about this for just a moment. He is someone who was sexually assaulted. A traumatic experience, of course, for women. And that was so tra traumatized by the experience that she left the job. Or she was fired. Or, well, I don't know. Take, a, take your pick. Whatever the reason she left the job, but she said she was sexually assaulted. And it's not just those words, it's the description that says that she was pushed against a wall and Biden went through her underwear and penetrated her with his finger. And here it is in 2017, that same woman reading about Joe Biden combating sexual assault Even if you were to be completely oblivious of your own life, that would have triggered that, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Isn't it the same guy that sexually assaulted me? No. How could he be? How could he pretend that he's working against sexual assault? That's what would have come to my mind if I were to be a woman and being sexually assaulted by that man, the way that Tara Reid described that ass those assault. You're reading that on the internet that people are praising Joe Biden for working on behalf of women combating sexual assault instead of you chiming in at that time to say, wait a minute, what's wrong with that picture? Joe Biden sexually assaulted me and then now he's pretending to be working for women. No, that's not what Tara Reid did. Tara Reid praised Joe Biden for that work. In fact, is one of the tweets that Tara Reid sent. My old boss speaks the truth. Listen. I mean, come on. What exactly are we watching evolving here? Is it a person who is crazy? Or is it a person who has multiple personality? Because it's impossible for me to comprehend that you have been sexually assaulted by that man and then people are praising him for working on behalf of women against sexual assault and then instead of you voicing your disgust and telling the world that is what happened to you and then you're going yay great praising the guy and even say my old boss speaks the truth listen i mean it, there, there is something terribly wrong with that picture. Don't you think? There is something terribly wrong with that picture. That's Exhibit 4. Now we're going to look at another exhibit to see maybe there is some form of explanation as to what really is going on it is no 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 secret that Terry Reed was all Bernie Sanders he didn't hide it she didn't hide it she didn't make it a secret. She wanted Bernie Sanders as the nominee for the Democrat Party. In fact, at some point, she she, she referred to Joe Biden to Joe Biden as the blue version of Trump. Reed was very gung-ho about a Sanders Elizabeth Warren ticket. And she complained that the DNC was trying to, quote, shove Biden down Democrats' voters' throats. Now, I'm, I'm really confused here. 
I am really confused. Here's a lady that was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. And in 2017, she was on top of the world praising him, liking everything that they say good about Joe Biden combating sexual assault. But she was sexually assaulted. But I'm confused. She was sexually assaulted. People are talking good about Joe Biden uh, fighting against sexual assault. She did not voice her opinion about her own experience. Instead, she was praising Joe Biden. What, what, what exactly is going on in her mind? That really baffled me. That was Exhibit 5. Now, let's look at Exhibit 6. I, I reserve the bombshell for last. So I hope you, you stick with me for a moment. I know I've been here for a while, but if you stick with me for just a moment, you'll see that there are two very important bombshells. One is uh, the last exhibit that we wish to, to present to you, and the other one is Joe Biden bombshell himself. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Now, let's look at an interesting exhibit of the allegation, which is extremely important because he is something that we always rely on when something happens, that you have an experience, a bad experience, and you go and tell people about it, right? Uh, and in the case of Tara Reid, she told friends about it, about the experience. She told uh, family about the experience. Uh, and what that means is, well, that must be true. That must be true because she told them about experience that she had. But there, is, there are also a few problems with the contemporaneous statement. Number one, we'll go with the brother first. Her brother, Moulton, remember that Reed told her, told him that, quote, Biden inappropriately touched her neck and shoulders. Now, if you watch Biden, there is a possibility you could say that's possible. Although we don't have any proof of search because according to people in the office those are not the kind of thing that happen in the office but we'll go with it for a moment because we showed you earlier you may remember we were showing you joe biden being a very touchy individual remember that joe biden is very touchy so okay maybe if joe biden was uh, did touch her so we're not going to argue that because we've seen Joe Biden being a very touchy individual. So Reed told her brother that, her brother Moulton, that he remember Reed told him that Biden inappropriately touched her neck and shoulder. Not 
That sounds like something Biden would do. But the brother never said anything about sexual assault. Until, until Tara Reid came last month to talk about sexual assault and the brother sent an email, a texted email to, to the post to say, oh yeah, I remember she mentioned that. I mean, seriously, folks, seriously. When Ifert was first interviewed, there was no Tyreen giving information out there about sexual assault. So the brother remembered that Tara Reid mentioned that Joe Biden touched her neck and shoulder. We're not going to make any argument there because we've seen Joe Biden touching women publicly. But there is one small problem. When Tara Reid went public and said that she was sexually assaulted, the brother he didn't want to have another interview in order to be confronted with his changing the statement because he just sent a text to the post and say, oh yeah, I do remember she mentioned it was sexual assault. I mean, come on, folks. When you're trying to ruin someone's life with a lie, I mean... None of those things that we are looking at up to this point passes mastered. Because we could say contemporary statement supposed to corroborate your story, not destroy it. Even the friends who wish to remain anonymous because if Sarah Reed, Tara Reed was sexually assaulted and you are a friend, you heard the detail of the story, I'm certain that you wouldn't mind lending a hand to a friend in trouble, would you? But they would not go on record to provide an interview in order to be cross-examined in terms of what they remember when it was said to them and etc etc so so far all we have is a brother that described uh, uh, an inappropriate touching by Joe Biden and that later on changed his story to match Tara Reid's story of sexual assault. So far, that's what we have. Now, although we mentioned its contemporaneous statement, it wasn't that contemporaneous because it happened in 1993 the two friends that says that uh, two individuals that mentioned that terror did provide uh, 
information uh, to that regard. One individual is Linda Lacaz. That was in 1995, 1996. And the second person, I believe, was Lorraine Sanchez. That was in also in 1995. So it's kind of, it's close to the, to the date, uh, to the time of the supposedly uh, sexual assault, but it's not contemporaneous per se. Contemporaneous is something that happened hours, days, maybe a couple of weeks later, but we're talking about a couple of years later, not considered contemporaneous anymore. But there is another problem that I have with the story telling others. Tarid, whether she was fired, was let go, walk out, whatever the situation was, it caused an embarrassment to stare. And for some reason, or reason that I, I have yet to understand, instead of telling the, her, her friends exactly what the situation is, she provides different pieces of information to different people about really the reason she wasn't working in the Senate office. And as far as whatever she told her friends, because it was a little bit embarrassing when you think about it, you work for the Senate office and you didn't spend a year there, obviously you have to provide some sort of explanation as to why you were let go that quickly. Not everybody, especially in that time frame, would be courageous enough to really tell the story. Maybe she was incompetent. Maybe she was a slacker. Maybe she couldn't do the job. I don't know any of that. I'm just saying. Because why would you not tell people exactly what happened at the workplace? But Let's continue on. That was Exhibit 6. Let's look at Exhibit 7, which is an extremely, extremely important uh, 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 factor to consider when someone makes an accusation as bad as this particular accusation that, uh, that uh, Tara Reid made against Joe Biden, because this is not small. Now, this is the first thing that we have to take a look at when we're looking at the behavior of an individual. Joe Biden, to no one's surprise, like to touch. He's been doing that for decades. That has not 
changed. Now he's, do, he's doing better because every time he's about to touch a woman, I'm sure he would remember that a number of women in 2019 came out to say that they felt uncomfortable. So I'm sure Joe Biden is doing the best that he can to not find himself in that predicament. But one thing is certain that it's a behavior. You look at Donald Trump, you look at Bill Cosby, you look at Harvey Einstein, Weinstein, you look at Jeffrey Epstein, you look at anyone who's been accused of sexual assault, sexual harassment, it's not something they do once and stop. So, we ought to believe, we ought to believe that Tara Reid is the only individual that Joe Biden sexually assaulted and then he stopped. It happened in 1993 and it stopped. Just once. No other woman has ever accused Joe Biden, has come out to accuse Joe Biden of sexually assaulting them or sexually harassing them. All of those women we showed you in here, they all have come out and say that they were inappropriately touched by Joe Biden. And we can see that ourselves because Joe Biden is never secretive about it. He does it in public. All of what Joe Biden has done, all the touching happened publicly. But Tarid happened to be the only individual Maybe it was a moment of insanity from Joe Biden. Push Tarid against the wall, reach into her underwear and penetrated her. And then from that point on, Joe Biden became a Christian and he never did that again, ever again. Can that happen? Is it possible? Ask Donald Trump. He has been accused by a, two dozen women. Bill Cosby. Women after women came out to say yes, it happened. Yes, it happened. Yes, it happened. Tara Reid accusation has been around and thus far, everyone who has worked with Joe Biden, who has worked for Joe Biden, every woman has said that Joe Biden has always behaved professionally. The only person that seemed to have had that problem with Joe Biden is Tara Reid. No other woman, none. Joe Biden spent over 40 plus years, if it's not 50, in Washington. She had staff, many staff, women staff. She crisscrossed the country. Not a single individual, not a single other woman come forward to say, oh yeah, I remember Joe Biden did that to me too. 
So Tarid is the only individual in the United States, the only woman in Joe Biden's path who has been sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. How likely is that? So when you hear someone say, I believe her, I cannot believe that I'm reading that many individuals, especially Democrats, believing someone saying something like that and looking at all those different details and say, I believe her, meaning Joe Biden did it. And so far, what I've been seeing is an individual who is, for some reason, either she's, she's deranged or she's out to try to do to Joe Biden what she believed would be easy with the Me Too movement. But as far as details are concerned up to this point, Tara Reid has concocted the story. There is nothing to back up that story at all. No matter what detail, no matter which aspect you take out of the, the, the accusation, before I show you the last exhibit, which is probably the bombshell exhibit that we ought to discuss, let's take a look at Let's take a look at Tara Reid uh, talking to Megyn Kelly to, to tell Megyn Kelly, yes, I was sexually assaulted. Let's talk about what he said, mm -hmm. uh, because he went on TV last Friday yeah. and said, first of all, it never happened, period, end of report. This did not happen. He did say that in his view, accusers should start off with a presumption that they're telling the truth. Do you think he's afforded you that presumption? No. I mean, it's been stunning, actually, how the, some of his surrogates with the blue checks, you know, there are his surrogates have been saying really horrible things about me and to me on social media. Um, he hasn't himself, but there's a measure of hypocrisy with the campaign saying it's safe. It's not been safe. You know, all my social media has been hacked. All my personal information has been dragged through. Every person that maybe has a you know, break against me, an ex-boyfriend or an ex-landlord, whatever it is, has been able to have a platform rather than me. Um, talking about things that have nothing to do with 1993, like even the whole thing with being called a Russian agent, that in particular, um, that incites people. People actually, I got a death threat from that because they thought I was being a traitor to America. And I mean, these are serious things, like, and his campaign, is taking this position that they want all women to be able to speak safely. I have not experienced that. If he's watching this, what do you want to say to him? I want to say, you and I were there, Joe Biden. Please step forward and be held accountable. We should not be running on character for the President of the United States. You want him to withdraw. I wish he would, but he won't, but I wish he would. That's how I feel emotionally. Do you want an apology? I think it's a little late. 
Now let's hear Joe Biden telling you his side of the story. Former Senate aide accuses you of sexual assault. And please, uh, to our viewers, please excuse the graphic nature of this, but I want to make sure that there is no question as to what we're talking about. She says in 1993, Mr. Vice President, that you pinned her against the wall and reached under her clothing and penetrated her with your fingers. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. Now, is exhibit eight. Exhibit eight is a call made by a woman uh, who presumably uh, was Tarid mother. Now I want you to pay close attention because what that tells me is uh, Carried went around and told family members, friends about an experience. Now, when this particular piece of news was first published, the media, being very interested in juicy stuff, they published it as if the Larry King call is the ultimate proof that Tara Reid is telling the truth. In fact, the call itself is proof that Tara Reid is lying. Now, let me explain. In 1993, the same year that Tara Reid was let go or fired or whatever, however, she ended up not working from uh, for Joe Biden. The caller, and Tara Reid said that was her mother, said, and I'm quoting here, I'm wondering what a staffer would do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problem at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press. And she chose not to do it. Pay close attention. Pay very close attention. That's the mother talking. And she chose not to do it out of respect for the senator. Now, I don't know your level of intelligence. If you are a woman, you just got sexually assaulted by that man, the senator, and you told your mother about sexual assault and you tell mom I'm assuming you would be crying or traumatized or whatever that I was sexually 
assaulted by the senator, he put his hand on my underwear and penetrated me with his finger. Now, I want you to listen to what the mother said. That's a transcript, verbatim transcript of the caller to Larry King in 1993. I am wondering what a staffer would do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press and she chose not to do it out of respect for the senator. For God's sake, if you just got sexually assaulted by the senator, why would you be having any respect for that senator? So you see the phone call that all those people who rally behind Tyreed and saying, oh yeah, there is proof. There is proof that something happened. In fact, the phone call itself proved that it wasn't Joe Biden. If there was a sexual assault, it wasn't by the senator. Because if the senator, if the senator was the one who committed the sexual assault, why would you have any respect for the senator? Why would you not go to the press out of respect for that senator? I know you people in the Me Too movement, you like juicy story and the minute a woman comes out to tell a story, if you embrace the story as true, that means you condemn the man automatically. And let's try to, to, to set the record straight here. Exhibit 1. Tara Reed suffer of lapse of memory. She cannot remember the date. She cannot remember the time. She, she cannot remember the location. Exhibit number 2. She never filed a complaint, but she said she did. The, the complaint is nowhere to be found. Hopefully... Hopefully, I guess, if there is such a complaint, it will emerge at some point. Exhibit number three. She kept changing the story as to why she no longer worked for the senator. Because if you were sexually assaulted and you left because of that, then that's what you would have told everybody. But that's not what Tara Reid is doing. She told different stories to different people at different times. Exhibit number four. In 2017, Tara Reid was all praised for Joe Biden because Joe Biden is fighting for women against sexual assault. For someone who was sexually assaulted, I kind of find it odd that you would be praising that individual. Exhibit number five, which I consider kind of a, a, the weakest of all. The fact that Tara Reid was reject Joe Biden and embrace Bernie Sanders. Exhibit number six. The statement that Tara Reid made to others, including her brother, those even her brother's statement changed over time. 
and her friends, presumably, that she told about that, her friends don't want to be on record. Exhibit number seven. No other woman has accused Joe Biden of sexually assault, assault, assaulting them or sexually harassing them. There is just one individual. And exhibit number 10, number eight rather, the call. The call actually tell a very different story from what Tara Reid is saying. Because if she talked to her mother about what happened, then I'm certain the mother could not possibly say that out of respect for the senator. That's why she didn't go to the media. a lot of time we talk a lot about the Tara Reid case and today we officially consider it a case closed it is already bad for women to be sexually assaulted and when it happened the men who commit the assault should pay a price it is equally bad for a woman to accuse a man of sexually assaulting them when in fact it's not true. And as we show you, we are fairly certain that it did not happen. Now you can say you weren't there. How could you know? We look at every aspect of Tara Reid accusation, including the people she talked to contemporaneously especially her mother, and found out that Tara Reid was never sexually assaulted. At the very least, she could have been sexually harassed, and we're not even sure it was by Joe Biden either. So why exactly does Tara Reid now trying to pin a sexual assault on Joe Biden? Because we know, as Tara Reid said on her interview, you know Joe Biden wasn't there. So why? Why do you accuse Joe Biden of sexually assaulting you? Because we show you exhibit after exhibit that you did not have any issue with Joe Biden. In fact, in 2009, Sarah, Tara Reid gave interview where she gave a lot of detail about work. Never once mentioned that she was sexually assaulted. In 2018, she did the same thing. She talks a lot about her, her workplace, why she left Washington. But never did she say she had been sexually assaulted until now. Now, Joe Biden says something, and let me let you hear his interview with uh, last word, uh, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. I want to ask you about uh, the Tara Reid uh, story. Uh, and you served in the Senate for about 36 years, uh, Senator from Delaware. You're a chairman of committees. Uh, having worked in the Senate myself, I'm just in my head doing the numbers. You had to have had 
well over a thousand Senate staffers between the committee staff, the, the Delaware uh, Senate staff. Uh, do you remember uh, Tara Reid, who worked there for about around a year in 1992-93? Well, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't. But look, let me get something clear. When a woman makes a claim that she has been harassed or abused, and this claim has changed as it's gone on, but harassed or abused, she should be taken seriously. She can come forward, share her story. She should be taken seriously. And it should be thoroughly vetted. And in every case, what matters is the truth. Truth is what matters. And the truth of the case is nothing like this ever, ever happened. She has a right to be heard, but then it should be vetted and the truth ultimately matters. And I give you my word, it never, ever happened. Now, Joe Biden in that interview also said something that usually people bidding for the office of the presidency would not say. And I happen to agree with him that any individual, woman or man, who believe the sexual assault claim against Joe Biden, you should not vote for me. That's what Joe Biden said. That's how annoyed, how upset Joe Biden is. And I am that upset too because I look at those details of Tara Reid accusation and they don't pass muster. So if you do believe that Joe Biden committed sexual assault, well, do not vote for him. Now, for a candidate to say that, Joe Biden must be really upset because candidate is looking for every vote possible to get rid of Donald Trump. But driven to that point, Joe Biden feel better not win than to win and for people. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Fourth Branch Program, the place for common sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestion, or simply let us know how we're doing. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and rock is so comfortable now Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to go Here we go
like I'm gonna puke Cause my taxes are due Do my password begin with a one or a two Been a hell of a ride But I'm thinking it's time to grow Man, I'm up to something Ooty la di do, thank you all for coming I hope you like the show, cause it's on a budget So ooty la di do, yeah Come on, here we go, yeah Come on, here we go So put your best face on Everybody pretend you know this song Everybody come hang Let's go out Your best face on Everybody pretend you know this song Everybody come hang Let's go out with a bang Here we go Fourth Branch Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website, located at peoplebranch.org. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H dot org. That's peoplebranch.org org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That was the fourth branch live from New York. Good day.